This is 105.9 The Region, and you're listening to Discovery, the radio show for podcasters. Your content, unfiltered. This is Discovery. This is Mental Health Moments, the podcast dedicated to breaking down barriers and sharing your stories. Brought to you by 105.9 The Region. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Mental Health Moments, hosted by yours truly, Phil McCabe, and brought to you by 105.9 The Region. If you like the video, go ahead and like and subscribe. That's a phrase that's uttered by essentially every content creator around the world. Obviously, the words change, the, the language changes, but generally speaking, if you've consumed content from YouTube, Facebook, etc., etc., you tend to see some iteration of that phrase. And that brings us to the content of today. We are going to be talking about content creation and its impact on one's mental health. So let's start by defining content creator. Well, the folks over at Adobe, the, the people that make Audition and Premiere Pro, Photoshop, all those wonderful editing softwares, they define it as someone who creates entertaining or educational material to be expressed through any medium or channel. Technically speaking, I myself am a content creator, but I make videos of games that I'm playing just as a pastime, and for the sake of this conversation, I want to focus on those that do it for a living, or at the very least have a dedicated following. My, my 12 followers do not count as a dedicated following. What sparked my interest in discussing content creation on a platform as far spreading as Discovery, the radio show for podcasters, on YouTube I subscribed to a 30-something-year-old man from Calgary, Siv Ryan, who is involved in an online community called OCRP where they play Grand Theft Auto and role-play different scenarios and characters and what have you, and a British gentleman named Daggerwin uh, who plays a farming simulator video game almost exclusively. And here's where we get to mental health. As I said, Daggerwin, or Dag if you prefer, exclusively plays a farming simulator video game, which, you know, I've played, and by itself it's completely harmless. There's no violence, there's nothing bad about the game, but that's not relevant right now. He said something that raised my eyebrows and really is the catalyst for this conversation. He had one video where he spent a good five minutes of his time explaining that he was receiving a lot of comments saying that he was trash at the game, that other people that play it are so much better than him, and on and on and on. And a lot of these negative comments to the point that he went as far as to apologize for not being good at this video game. And let's dive into that for a second. In all forms of media, the audience is what drives success. If no one is watching or consuming your content, then you can't monetize that. That, of course, means that you do need to hear and see what the viewers are looking for, or else your channel might fall flat. But does that justify criticizing someone for the way that they play a video game? I don't think so. And this ties into Save Ryan as well, but for right now, let's stick with our British friend. What is the old expression? If you have nothing nice to say, say nothing at all. And I think that that likely applies here. I'm fairly confident that the vast majority of these commenters were either playfully poking at him or were genuinely trying to help to be like, hey, you know, this other person's really good at this game. Maybe go watch what they're doing to see if you can apply it to to what you do. Again, you have to think about how these things might be received, especially behind the veil of text on a screen where you can't read tone, you can't read body language, you can't really understand the the intention behind it without knowing them personally. And I think the fact that this man felt the need to apologize for the way he was playing a, a video game is just, it's just gross, for lack of a better word. 
Comparatively speaking, would you watch a cosmetics reviewer that's trying a new concealer or a new blush or whatever it might be and be like, "Ooh, you know what? You're great and all, but this looks better on this person or that makes you look greasy or whatever it is. No, because that's a rude thing to do. And I want to be clear, I'm not trying to defend this particular content creator because I enjoy him. I just thought that these examples provided a lot of context and substance to why we are talking about mental health and content creation. Now, before we move on to some positives, I wanted to highlight some other evidence that I had in terms of what sparked this thought process, what sparked this podcast, really. Uh, as mentioned earlier, Siv Ryan, the 30-something-year-old from Calgary, is part of an online community called OCRP. And in it, there's a pair of content creators with followers in the millions, including Ryan's real-life friend, Bay Area Bugs. And that brings us to my point with this evidence. Ryan regularly live streams his time in-game, and live streams are a way for content creators to generate income. They'll be live, they'll be quote-unquote working and, and taking donations from their followers, from people interested in helping them make a living in creating content. Now, as long as I've been watching Ryan and his content, he's had a regular influx of comments telling him that his content is better when Bugs is in it. And whether or not that's true, it's kind of rude. It's like telling someone that they're funnier when they're drunk. It may be meant as an overall positive, but, you know, it, it is kind of rude. He also gets inundated with the same questions almost every single live stream. Where's Bugs? You going to do stuff with him tonight? Is Bugs online? And it, it creates an environment at which he feels the need to defend himself and say, if you're not here to watch my stuff, then why are you here? Please move on. And, you know, I think that that's kind of gross because similar to comments directed at Daggerwin and his skill level within a game, I don't think people are asking it maliciously. I don't think they're doing it out of rudeness. I think that someone like Bay Area Bugs has garnered the support of a lot of people within that community, and he's got 2.5 million subscribers, so he's going to have fans. But again, look at this from the receiver's point of view. You've gone out of your way to tell a creator that they're not as good as someone else, or you logged into their video for the sole purpose of seeing an interaction with a different creator because that creator doesn't do live streams. So all that to say, I think I'm trying to advocate for empathy and positivity. Although I do think that potentially negative comments are par for the course with being a content creator, I think that we as a society need to be more aware of how our words can be heard and felt. In both examples I gave, there's no real malice in what was said, but both of those individuals are attempting to make a career out of something they enjoy, and in exchange for that, they've opened themselves up to remarks that, you know, you're not as good as someone else, and that's not right. Think about it in the context of an office job. If you're getting your job done and your boss comes to you and is like, you know, you're doing okay, but Johnson crushed that quarterly report. Or you go to a chef and you're like, well, your chicken pesto is pretty good, but Chef Marco makes the best chicken in town. It's not the compliment that you think it is. Now, I know I've been pretty one-sided in this conversation up to this point, so I'd like to take some time now to look at these comments from the perspective of the person that made them. I've never really commented on things personally because I, I, I'm always worried that I'm going to say something that will offend but if I'm seeing someone that's making something and I care about them or am I at least entertained by them, 
Of course, I'm going to offer my thoughts on what I think they can do to improve. And thinking about my own videos, I intentionally ask my wife to watch them because I know she'll provide an outsider's perspective on where I can improve from or what I can do to improve rather. Also, I found that if you're a regular commenter or donor to channels, you develop a bit of a rapport with the creator, and that may very well be the case that you feel comfortable enough to rib at them, to, to give them a hard time, because you could see it as, you know, you're just sending them an FYI. Hey, you know, you could be doing this better. I, I like when the two of you do something, if you haven't noticed that, that kind of thing. And that is both a blessing and a curse for influencers and content creators. You're creating a community that feels they have a relationship with you and that they are part of your life. Often that is the case, but at what point do you draw the line? If you pull the curtain all the way open and expose your world to the world around you, of course your following will feel entitled to blur those lines and that they are becoming a part of your life entirely. The flip side is, if you keep the two worlds separate, you can potentially alienate yourself from your following. Now let's pull things back even further and look outside of YouTube. Just because influencers and online personalities and content creators could potentially make millions of dollars, that doesn't take away from the fact that there's still people with real world issues. I know I'm guilty of it where I'll see posts from the likes of Call Me Chris, who ironically enough was the, the first guest on uh, Mental Health Moments, but I'll, I'll see her posts and, and think, oh God, she's so lucky. What does she have to worry about? And you know, the answer to that, if you get to know her on a personal level, is there's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of pressures. Although large followings and subscribers in the millions can get you things like performing with Nickelback at one of their concerts, the trade-off is that you are constantly under pressure to create, to keep views up, to curate your life and content to the things that maximize views, clicks, likes, etc. And like any other job, your real-life issues can get into the public eye. I don't know about you, but I know when I'm struggling with something, the idea of potentially millions of people seeing or hearing it or even talking about it is just, it makes my stomach turn. A perfect example of that is an American woman who rose to popularity through Twitch, an online uh, video game streaming platform, and the subscription-based adult content site OnlyFans. Uh, her online name is Amaranth, or in real life, her name is Caitlin. What happened to Caitlin, you ask, and why is she being brought up on a mental health show? Well, she had some deeply personal drama in a situation that became incredibly public. Almost a year ago, she took to Twitch to explain to her 6 million Twitch followers that she was in fact married and her husband was controlling her finances and subjecting her to emotional abuse, going so far as to threaten to kill her dogs if she wasn't doing what he wanted of her. There's a lot of different challenges and pieces to this scenario, not the least of which is the fact that she was pressured by this man and her followers to continue generating adult imagery and videos while simultaneously stowing the struggles that were going on behind the camera. Caitlin alleges that her OnlyFans page generates millions of dollars a month, not to mention the revenue that she gets from Twitch, who, by the way, take a cut from your content. I find it's incredibly brave of her to have taken to the community and the platform that she had created for herself to say what was happening and to try and do something about it to try and help herself and break the cycle. Obviously, her story is one of the more extreme ends of the spectrum, but I felt it was a good example of the yin and yang of content creation. 
She's got the high highs of millions of followers and millions of subscribers, not to mention millions of U.S. dollars coming to her account every month. But that's always going to be offset by, you know, now she will forever be known as the, the woman that had a very public situation and a very problematic personal part of her life become public. So what do we do as consumers of content? Well, I'd like to start the tangent by reminding you that I'm not even remotely close to an expert. An advocate, yes, an expert, not a chance. I think that we just need to move forward with more empathy and kindness. As it pertains to content creators, that means remembering that the people on the other side of that screen, the people generating this content for you, they're still people. This is their job and they have a life outside of that job. And it's important to to think, you know, if I was reading this comment, how would I feel? If I was involved in this exchange in such a negative way, how would I feel? So lead with empathy. It's very easy to forget the human element of all of this. Hell, I do it a lot when I'm watching sports. I've lost count of the amount of times I've watched like a, a violent knockout in mixed martial arts or boxing or watch a, a team get eliminated from the playoffs and completely disregard the fact that those people are in fact people and they just got received a whole, or they just received a whole lot of negative feelings and uh, in a lot of cases have gone complete in the case of a knockout anyway have gone completely viral and their whole family, everyone that cares about them, is now being inundated with, hey, look what happened to this person you care about. They were knocked completely unconscious. It's not great stuff. And I would argue that the most common thread of this podcast is awareness. Awareness of self and awareness of the impact you have on the world around you. That theme carries very much into today as well. If you're going to be commenting on someone's content, it's important to be aware of how that message might be received. If you're a regular listener of this podcast, you know that me, I'm a, I'm a self-admitted overthinker, so it's entirely possible that the examples I've given are complete non-factors in their respective lives, but I would argue that regardless, it's worth thinking about. I'd like to close today with some unsolicited advice. If you're scrolling through content and you don't like what you see or hear, it's okay to move on. You don't need to tell the person that made it that you think they should do blah or this other person is better. It's okay to move on. Until next time. If you or someone you love is struggling with mental health concerns, contact a local agency near you. This has been Mental Health Moments brought to you by 105.9 The Region. Do you have an idea or a podcast to share? Send it to us here at Discovery, the radio show for podcasters on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to New Music on The Region, an interview-based podcast that showcases new music and provides industry insight. I'm your host, Christina Lavecchia, music director at 105.9 The Region. One of our favorite things to do at the region is introduce you, the listeners, to music artists from in and around York Region. This episode, I am speaking with two local artists, Joseph Cumbo from a Toronto-based rock band called Sonic X, and from Maple, Dominic Neshi. First up, my chat with Sonic X. You're listening to New Music on the Region podcast. 
1059 The Region, York Region's only local radio station. Listen live on any smart speaker for the stories that matter to you and music from the 80s, 90s, and now. The music is great. At home, in the car, or on any device. 1059 The Region. That was a clip of Sonic X single Imagine Your Life from the band's new album, 14 Shades of X. Did I get that right, Joseph? You got it right. Yeah. Did I get yeah. it? I wasn't sure 14 Shades of 10, or but I figured because it's X Sonic that it would be uh, yeah. X. Okay, great. Yeah, but you'd be, you'd be surprised when people get it wrong. So that was very good. <laughs> well, congratulations on the new song and album. Thank you. And uh, tell us a bit about Sonic X for our listeners who don't know. Sure. And uh, first of all, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Sonic X, we're a, a modern rock band. Uh, we're right from here in the greater Toronto area. Sonic X formed in 2004. We released our debut album. Uh, we have four albums and two EPs released at the moment. Uh, the members of the band are Joey Greco. He's one of our vocalists, and he's also a multi-instrumentalist and producer-engineer of all our material. Uh, so Simone is our guitar player. He's our newest member, and uh, Sil's played with some great Canadian artists you might have heard of, like Lee Aaron, Triumph, Tom Cochran, etc. Adam Troy, he's our original lead vocalist. He lives in Michigan. And then there's me, Joseph Cumbo. I'm the bass player, kind of manager, and I'm the original member along with Adam. And as mentioned, our, our new album just released in July of this year called 14 Shades of X. And from that new album, there's a new single called Imagine Your Life. What was the inspiration behind it? As mentioned, we have two lead vocalists, Adam and Joey. So Joey Greco wrote the lyrics and sings uh, Imagine Your Life. And it's a true story about Joey's grandmother, who uh, was 33 years old, and her husband was tragically killed in a motorcycle accident. She never remarried, and she was uh, left to raise eight children on her own, and Basically, she replays that day over and over in her mind and how life would have been different if she could just rewind that day like it never happened. And uh, sadly, she lived her whole life with a broken heart. So basically, you know, imagine your life, how things could have been different if, you know, that day turned out differently. And sadly, a lot of people could relate to it. Um, yeah, and is that is that how you write a lot of your music uh, when you guys come together and write is uh, based on personal experience um, or maybe stories that you've heard from other people? Yeah, there's three songs, particularly on this album, Imagine Your Life, You in Heaven, and No One Wants Me, that are actually real stories, you know, that we wrote about people, things we've seen, somebody in our family or, or so forth. But generally, you know, we'll write about things that, impact us you know in some way whether we've seen it or things that happen to friends we find that lyrically and from our material that resonates more with people and the 14 songs are kind of unique they don't all sound the same they're kind of very diverse sounding so initially the album was going to be called sonic x 14 Uh, we had a previous album called sonic x 13 but uh so simone when he listened to the whole album through and he said you know we have 14 really different diverse sounding songs. It's like 14 Shades of X. Why don't we just name the album 14 Shades of X? So, you know, we threw it around and then it stuck. That's how the title of the album became. And for listeners who want to get their copy of the new single and the album, what's the best way they could do that? 
you can listen to our whole album for free on our website and then download the songs if you like. It's uh, www.sonicxband.com. Or, you know, we're on all the streaming, downloading sites, iTunes, Spotify, everything, everywhere you get your, uh, your music. Joseph, thank you for taking the time to speak with me on New Music on the Region podcast. Do you want to introduce your new single to our listeners? Sure. This is Joseph Cumbo, and you're listening to Imagine Your Life from Sonic X album 14 Shades of X on 105.9 The Region. Imagine your life if that day had just rewound. You sat on your bed, all you could hear are haunting sounds. Your world's broken down and your heart is scarred for good. Whoa, the tears in their eyes and their pain not understood. Whoa, imagine your life if the sun had to shine down the way. Start to play, we play. That hole in the ground, a memory that's haunted you for good. Every day of your life, you lived and you died with a
new music. New music on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to New Music on The Region podcast. Because it's my time, my time to grieve. It's my time to be all alone. That was a clip of Dominic Nashi's new song called All Alone from his second album of the same name. Dominic joins me now to talk about the releases. Hi, Dominic. Congratulations on the new track and album. Hi, Christina. Thank you. So this is your second album release. Last time we spoke, you released your debut album, Dreamscape. Tell us a bit about the new album, All Alone. I'm excited about this album. I worked hard over the year uh, to um, to go back into the studio and uh, record the six songs that uh, that are on the album. And uh, I put my heart and soul into it and I had fun with it also. The going into the studio is almost like a, a happy place for me. It's like my second home. Uh, so that's what I did. I went back, recorded, and uh, put them out there for everyone to hear. And All Alone was released in September. And uh, with that, you released a new single of the same name, All Alone. What was the inspiration behind that song? Um, with COVID and a lot of people, you know, losing loved ones and people being single, going through divorce and so forth, I tried to create that into a song, into a story. And I felt that the song was, uh, was a perfect time to be released and come out with it. And listeners who want to connect with you online and get their copy of All Alone, the single and album, what's the best way they could do that? Right now it's available on iTunes. Listen, stream it through uh, the online streaming services that uh, are available. Dominic Neshi underscore music uh, is my Instagram and also on Facebook as well, too. Dominic, thank you for taking the time to speak with me. Do you want to introduce your track to our listeners? Thank you, Christina. It was a pleasure. Hi, this is Dominic Neshi, and you're listening to All Alone on 105.9 The Region. Hear me now I'm on my journey to somewhere All alone I'm taking it slow Hear me now There's no going back To that dark and lonely place Fighting all my demons away Cause it's my time, my time to grieve It's my time to be all alone, all alone, all alone, all alone without you
It's a mystery Your magic fills the air When you enter a room All heads turn And stare At you Perfectly Incomplete Discovery, the radio show for podcasters, exclusive to 105.9 The Region. Expand your audience and extend your reach. Send us your podcast, info at 1059theregion.com.